welcome to the F1 Money Gang podcast, Austin GP edition. Joined today by my good friend F1 Capper, and I'm I'm your guest host this evening. Lights out F1 bets. We are totally stoked because uh, this time, a day and a half from now, the two of us will be together in Trackside in Austin GP. We are totally thrilled. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Grid Rival, and actually, the Austin GP weekend will be a Grid Rival special. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll be trackside all weekend. Be sure to hop in the Discord for some live intel. We'll make sure to post it first as soon as we see Lance Stroll hit the dust or <laughs> a Ferrari car blow up. Um, but essentially all weekend long, we since we're together, we plan to be doing shows each day of the race weekend. Some from the track, maybe. Some from you know the uh, Airbnb downtown after the races are over, etc. Hopefully featuring some various guests, depending who we stumble into and rope into a podcast. But yeah, it'll be all about, um, for the most part, focusing on some grid rival lines, also some some value on the sportsbook plays and the other pick apps, and really just featuring our friends over there. Um, at Grid Rival, they're, they're an awesome app. We've we've talked about them at length, but essentially they're the one and only uh, sportsbook out there and fantasy app that is focused on motorsports first, building a ground-up app focused on Formula One, MotoGP, NASCAR, IndyCar, and more to come. Love working with them. And uh, for tonight's show, they already have some pick them lines up. They're the only book with lines up besides price picks um, pit stops. So we, we uh, plan to give you some some plays live between the two of us. We'll go over some nice lines we're seeing on sports books as well. Give you a day or so to book them while Capper and I hit the road and hit the air. And uh, then we'll see you guys trackside for even more plays. So before I get into it, welcome Capper. Shadi, how are we feeling? Yeah, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't believe it's actually tomorrow. Feels like it was uh, ways up to to get to this track side, but it's been a long time since I've been uh, pre-COVID. I would say so. It's kind of a hometown race for me, I guess. So it's about a three-hour drive. That's it. And then, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, also meeting uh, the grid rivals. Uh, most of them are going to be out there too. Weather's going to be nice. You'll be out there too. We're gonna get you out into Texas. Yes, might, sir. Might try to sneak some barbecue for you. We'll find a place. There's plenty of places, but we'll see when we can squeeze it in for you. But yeah, super, super stoked, man. Love it. And for the viewers too, he's even trying to fit in a rec hockey game for me as a Canadian. <laughs> so the kind of yeah. internet friend he is. Yeah, I got a game Sunday night at 9:30. I had no plans to to play, but now I'm thinking if we can make it back in time. You'll get a you'll get another show. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Don't jinx us, man. We want a nice clean race. We want to see I want to see Max rip away from pole and those people in our betting discord that are on him to win for minus four hundred on for eight units. <laughs> I want them to tell you. I'm telling you know what? They do have it minus four fifty for me. It seems like I should do it. But yeah, they've they've been doing it all season. The smart ones in that discord, guys. I mean, just get in. We're talking all sorts of lines. I mean, yeah, we're not perfect, but we are profitable. Profitable for F1, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've all, I think every single copper would agree, we've all kind of hit the end of season grind where the bookies have all the data and the mm -hmm. trends on us, and it's it's hard to find profit. But there is some lines out there because it is a sprint weekend, just kind of transitioning into the weekend ahead. Yeah. Anytime there's a change up in the standard format, it tends to, to throw the bookies off that aren't paying attention, that are lazy and just stealing lines and um are slow to adjust to news or performance on track rumors stuff like that so uh, that is one element that'll go our way 
love this track. It really feels like it's the U.S. home race. Miami, it was like early season celebrity show off thing. And then Vegas is kind of like, oh, my God, you know, this is for us, you know, the big coming out party for for motorsports betters. But really, that one's a little more showy midnight race on a, um, I would say, less desirable street track, more about the performance. But this feels like a true race. It's on a dedicated track. They've how long has this mm-hmm. track been around, Capper? Let's introduce Coda and, and go from there. Yeah, 2012. I think it was like October 2012. That was my first time at an F1 race too, inaugural race. It's how I kind of got into the Merck bandwagon. Vettel was the, and Red Bull were dominating all the time. And uh, he was the one that tipped me over to be more of a Mercedes fan. I was trying to go for the underdog. Um, but yeah, like you said, the track is, it's got all the characteristics. You have elevation, you have uh, high-speed corners, low-speed corners, long straight. I mean, you can even ask the drivers. uh, They've said it numerous times that this is a track that they like because it just gives you a little bit of everything. And the best part, you can pass. There are passing areas of this track, so many opportunity. But it will be very hard on tires. Uh, Texas obviously is known for being hot. Uh, we do expect temps to kind of pick up again here this weekend. So how does that play into some of these cars, the drivers we'll see, but, uh, you, yeah, man, it's, you like you said, Miami felt more like a fabricated, like we're trying too hard race. This is definitely a track. I mean, it's MotoGP NASCAR races. It, uh, at one point IndyCar had a race, but not not here recently but um it is it's a circuit where every person wants to go and even take your own personal car which i have yet to do (laughs) and i will do yes sir and no disrespect to tegrity bets our trackside tegrity in miami i think they're doing their best you know they've they've, they're growing each year it seems like they're figuring things out but you can't beat a dedicated track and like you said it's been there for over 10 years it really needs no introduction it feels like it's been around longer than that it's it's become a mainstay in the f1 circuit and given that it was introduced in the early 2000s, Daniel Ricciardo is a massive favorite here. Seems like ever since his wrist injury, he's been focused on, at the very least, let's get back out in Austin GP. So yeah, yeah. with Daniel and other drivers, man, let's uh, let's talk about what to expect from some of them. I'm just kind of changing gears to the Grid Rival app. And again, apologies yeah. to the viewers. I'm looking at stale screenshots. I personally don't have the app available yet in Canada. I know it's coming soon, but um, in, in the... States where the DFS and Pick'em apps are are popular, make sure you get on Grid Rival and try out their Pick'em. They've kind of slow rolled it uh, the the last half of this season, and they're really refining their lines. I'm just looking at them. I'm seeing some value. Uh, maybe we won't read them off. Let's just kind of go back and forth on who you like. Capper, mm-hmm. do you wanna do you wanna start us off? Yeah, like the the ones that really uh, so just all weekend I've been kind of gushing over Ferrari surprise. Um, the painful one so i think there could be presented value there i will say i want to point out one thing that i don't know if it will happen it could be i'm just spreading rumors but carlos signs because he had that oil leak uh at qatar not sure if they're gonna have to replace any parts because of it which may cause penalties we don't know right we'll see an fp1 remember sprint weekend you get one fp session and then uh, it's parked for may so um yeah that one that one is is something I want to pay attention to but I'll, honestly I'm if there's one that really strikes me as I want to continue to fade I'm nervous about it is Albon 
He has a qualifying position at 10 and a half. I mean, this car seems like it should be okay for them because of the long straights, maybe in the race. But as for pure qualifying pace, I'm not sure if they he's going to. And then also it's going to be very competitive too, right? You got two Ferraris, two Mercedes, two McLarens two red bulls you're there's your top eight right there right top 10 so like where does he fit into the mix right now grid rivals has the qualifying position at 10 and a half his race uh position uh at 11 and a half but i'm focused on the qualifying position so uh i'm tempted to take the worse 10 and a half position and he might just make that cut that's one that just glares at me because we've talked about it in the past with some of the back marker guys you know, Botas, Magnuson, Hulkenberg, uh, the Alphataris, 15 and a half. They're all placed there. So it's kind of like a roll your dice on the field a little bit, but that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah, I like I like these lines. They've kind of clumped them. Like there's yeah, like you said, 15 and a half. There's a batch of guys. And then we yeah. have this, there's a couple guys, 13 and a half. Then we have this three pack Albon and the two Alpines at 10 and a half. And then um I'm not looking at the other ones, but I want to say like six and a half, five and a half. And yeah. then a whole slew of drivers at four and a half and some rivals. So yeah, that cleared out of me right away. Which one do you take? Which one do you fade out of Ocon, Gasly, and Albon? I like yeah. your play for qualifying. I think we're asking a lot for Albon to get to Q3 here. Um, the tracks with the very long straights before the development, before we were super deep into the development cycle, um, Williams was just, they just had the efficiency to scoop up some points It'll be interesting yep. how they play the sprint qualifying, the shootout versus the Friday qualifying. But um, I think I agree with you. There's there's no real advantage to Williams here um, compared to some of the other other cars out there that have shown promise. Like I, I don't know if there's Alpine's been strong the last couple of races. Um, yeah, Ferrari has stepped up their game. You got to like Perez should make Q three. He did fine here last year. There shouldn't be any free squares on this track, any any guys sliding off or making mistakes. So I like that play. Um, that's the first part of our little two pick here is Albon worse for qualifying 10 and a half. Yeah, and then you talked about the lumping, and that's where I'm trying to bucket them, right? We have the 10 and a halves and then the 15 and a halves. And now they've moved Yuki to 13 and a half and, and Stroll's now 13 and a half. So they're implying this week that, you know, he's a little bit worse because I think he had like 12 and a half before. At Yuki's better. So, like, if you're going to make these cards, you are kind of uh, using a hockey reference, skating on thin ice because you don't know which one is it's going to be. So, you got to pick the one where, uh, I mean, in this situation where Albon has always been priced higher in the past four or five races, he may not be where they expect him to be because we know what to expect from a Hulkenberg and a Botas. Like, Botas might actually be the guy to play. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's making sure that you pick that right driver. And that's why I think, uh, Albon, is, but like Perez very quickly, I mean, six and a half is they're, they're tempting you. They are tempting you. I will just tell you, if you are one that is a gambler, that's the one to take because he, he may give it to you, but do you want to catch that falling knife? As I say, like, this could be the one. But we don't know. We've said that the past four or five races, and he's not succeeded there. So, yeah, just quickly with Perez, it is unfortunate because we're getting closer and closer to Mexico. <clears throat> Austin isn't too far away at all. Um, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, he's 
his performance, especially in qualifying, has really fallen off a cliff. I said, I said uh, last race that he's the front grids version of Lance Stroll. Um, yeah. Bookies and pick 'em apps thought that Lance was like 10 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half qualifying line. He's been nowhere close to that. He's, no. he's a Q1 guy right now. He's battling to get 15th. Um, and Perez is, is, is the top grid equivalent to that. He's, he's in the back half of that field, like six to, to nine or 10. I think with the way that McLaren and Ferrari have come on, and obviously Max, the top three is definitely taken between Max and McLaren. And then at least one Ferrari usually has a ceiling performance, especially in qualifying. So for Perez, I feel like his ceiling is fifth and that's mistake free. Uh, Lewis is the exact opposite um, in a car that struggles, but qualified well, beat beat Russell here last year. I mean, the car is at least competitive enough to, to be midfield in Q3. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that rival... Hamilton versus Perez on grid rival is actually really fair. Whoever made that line, but you mentioned Bottas earlier and he has a two and a half um, handicap advantage to Yuki Sonoda of all people Has Yuki on the, on the matchups. Uh, you know what? I don't think so. And especially with how uh, the, I, listen, it sounded like the car was better for them. I don't know if it was a track thing for them last race or what, must be because if you see both cars in a higher position, then you know the car is performing better versus seeing, you know, split like like a Alonzo stroll, right? You know that's a driver performance issue. So it it's kind of seeming like Alpha is trying to make some strides, you know, finish off strong, but you know, again, play at it's it's a risky play. Um, I think a lot of them are gonna be risky plays this weekend. So it's a matter of what are you willing to to take on. Um but Alpha yeah, Tori, I, I, sorry to yeah. cut you off, Capper. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Just quickly, it seems like the driver motivation isn't there for Alphatari anymore. It definitely yeah. heated up, but then as soon as they confirmed 2024, while they have some car advancements, it seems like the drivers have kind of eased off. I kind of like that, actually. The Botas plus two and a half to Yuki for qualifying. Now that you call that out. We need our uh, resident Alpha Romeo expert here. I know. Where's Tegrity? They should be fine on Saturday, or I guess Friday in this case, but okay, they should be fine he, for qualifying, right? So here's, we would hope. Uh, here's here's what I I'm curious about is Lando Norris three and a half to Russell. So there's people that think that Mercedes will struggle. They are bringing a new floor, which could be a big hit for them, or just they stay the course and maybe in that wherever their positions are on like grid rivals. But Lando Norris is, is expected to be two or three, right? If Mercedes is going to struggle or you think they're going to struggle, that one should be one to highlight for your card, for sure. That's if you think so, if you think that. I don't want to play with that just because I'm tempted, but I want to see what is this new floor like before I place any any kind of bets or any kind of wagers because I don't think this will move a whole lot unless you see Russell comes out FP one and absolutely nukes it and gets it into like first or second in FP one and same with Hamilton. Then they'll, I think grid rivals will adjust that line. Um, yeah, and then it's going an interesting one. Sorry, going back going. to yeah yeah and then going back to the better or worse selections, the qualifying position for for Lewis Hamilton. I think there's a correlation to if you think Ferrari is not if you are bearish on Ferrari. There's a correlation then with Hamilton and Perez at the six and a half qualifying position. You got to take the better of it if you think Ferrari is going to be worse. So um, just my my thoughts. 
Yeah, solid. I was going to call that out. Yeah, the signs and Leclerc are the same at four, yeah, and, four a and a half. Yeah, signs beat Leclerc here last year, but Leclerc traditional and a lot more this season. Um, but Leclerc has been the traditional better qualifier. So it's yeah, interesting. There's only room for one. Got to think. And they're and they're already implying this too for the race for anyone that is just betting. They're gonna they're gonna fall apart with their tire strategy, is what they're saying, because they're going the four and a half and six and a half versus Russell oh, yeah. and Hamilton going six and a half to five and a half. So Good they're implying up. Ferrari is gonna have good qualifying, bad race. So. As someone that may not care about pickums, this is actually a good way to gauge another market when it comes to betting markets too. Because then you can still judge what are the other books placing here is what the pickums are putting. So just something that, you know, if you're betting anything. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You can always use a sports books line if you trust them. Uh, in the case of Gerda, well, I mean, there's probably somebody full-time over there doing this for a living. So you got to think they're putting some thought behind it. Uh, so yeah, you can, you can look early week really on all sports books, like bet 365 and, uh, bet win or sorry, B win can be books, et cetera. You can compare their qualifying lines to their race lines and get a little bit of a game script. I think they call it an NFL of what yeah. the book, bookies think will happen. So, and then yeah. you base that on your own project projections. The last guy I want to draw attention to from grid rival is Nico Hulkenberg, 15 and a half. So I don't know what bookies have against this guy, but he has proven to be a Q2 guy all season mm -hmm. long and they are bringing upgrades, however moderate they might be. You got to assume they're better than nothing. He's always been great in qualifying. Uh, that was my favorite play. It jumped out at me right away. Either Hulkenberg better than 15 and a half or Hulkenberg better than Ricardo. Ricardo, once again, he's been off for a month and a half now. So he only gets one session and then he's straight into qualifying. Does he does he perform in that situation? He's obviously going to try flat out. These are professional F1 drivers. Um, but is he a guy to back on Saturday over Friday after a little bit of rust? Hulk hasn't driven at this uh, track. He missed it last year. So it's probably been, what, two, three years? How long has it been since he's been in the league? Yeah, so it's been like 2018 or something. Okay, but he has um, so, five but years. He, he's he's been on the track before. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. And those sims, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I expect qualifying should be no issue for Nico Hulkenberg at least. Uh, if you are scared of Daniel Ricciardo's upside, then stay away and just take Nico Hulkenberg's better line. So to recap, uh, you started us off with Albon worse than ten and a half, and then. Um, I think we had consensus on Bottas over Sonoda with the two and a half handicap. So if Bottas can get 15th or 16th and Sonoda's 14th or even Q1, then he's done for. I personally, Bottas did well here last year in qualifying. I expect him to reach Q2 and I don't expect Yuki to be like 11th or 12th. So like that Bottas line, um, do we want to make a play on signs, Leclerc or Hamilton? We can circle back on that one, but I have mm. Hulk better on my card as well and then if you want a fourth pick what do, what do you suggest we do there with those yeah um so you had hulk better than rick botas over uh sonoda albon worse than 10 and a half and then a fourth one so i'm focused on qualifying i don't want to do race um make the make that cheese before the race um 
Man, I keep going back to what is Alpine going to do? And I, I want to say Ocon. Oh, that's a tough one. Ten and a half is tough. He's just right there. Uh, Are you leaving the Ferraris? If I'm going to pick a Ferrari for qualifying, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Chucky. I hate Better. to say it. I think I, I, I don't, I. I'm I'm struggling to see like is he actually going to perform better with the car? It seemed like he was doing okay, but I also don't know if it's just signs struggled at the track that he was at last last week. But that's basically who he's kind of fighting is his teammate most of the time. So my suggestion would be if you don't like Leclerc and you you're you're more for signs in this situation, take take signs then. Um, but my yeah. mine I might roll the dice with Leclerc. They may both go under too, like Piastri's. They could for rookie. sure. Yeah, for that's sure. Who, that's what the for rival sure. is. Or the matchup is Leclerc and Piastri, which is interesting. But yeah, okay. So we won't. We'll leave that off our card and just say um, better I, choice on Ferrari. Can I confess? I want. I would love to play that Lewis Hamilton six and a half. He may just end up right in that six and a half, or he performs better than expected and ends up fourth, fifth. I think that is one that I would probably take a chance on. It's, I, I really believe it. I think he loves his track. He does. Uh, I think the car may struggle at times, but he may find it. Who knows? He might maximize performance. Yeah. And especially those, you got to lean to those veteran drivers with only one practice session on yep. Friday before quality. Yep. Yep. Cool. Okay. So we'll lock that in as our fourth then. Mm-hmm. Hamilton better. Cool. And so for the official record, I have Hulk better than 15 and a half. I think I like that more than Hulk over Ricardo. What do you think? I do. It's less, it's less of a, uh, yeah, there's more value in the 15 and a half. He doesn't have to fight one guy. It could be multiple. Yeah. Like what if Ricardo does overperform, right? Imagine you take Hulk and he finishes 12th or 10th and Ricardo's a spot. Ricardo, yeah, exactly. What are you doing up here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause he wasn't anywhere close last year. In McLaren, but who knows? but you like the Botas over Sonata, uh, Sonata over the 15 and a half? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, because I, th- okay. I think 15 or 16 is, is Botas's line. Um, All but right. you, you okay. have the edge of Sonata totally choking. Like, Sonata's floor is 19th, right? He's been known to botch a hot lap, like, he'll post a um, what do they call it where they just do like moderately hot lap, a banker, he'll post a banker. And then he'll choke yeah. on the hot lap. That happens often. Yes, yes, yes. So anyways, I mean, Bottas is the opposite of that. He's been Mr. Consistent. Although Joe has been gaining on him uh, recently, like short, short-term trend. The trend has definitely been Bottas. Uh, I think a cut above that back back grid for most of the season. Definitely better than Sarge, better than the Alpha Torres, better than his teammate, and uh, and better than at least Kevin Magnuson. So yeah. For sure. Love for that sure. play. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sports books, man. Um, what do you got? Yeah. We, we kind of breezed over these. We got one or two plays each, and we'll call it a night. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, again, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm I'm tightening myself up as books have been tightening, so I haven't had a lot of pre-flop plays here. But one that I actually I just can't get over, um, and <laughs> we've discussed this at length over the season. It's the painful team, the Ferrari. But there's two ways to bet this. So the sprint. 
sprint top eight. So that means he just got to get points. Ferrari is priced on Bovada right now for the sprint top eight at minus 140, which I don't have parlay options right now for these types of markets. So it's the only option I have. But if you do have this option, you can actually take just Leclerc and signs at minus 300 parlay it and you probably get the number down to like a one minus 129 so it's it's a little bit more value but again it goes back to the car performance at a track like this is going to exceed the top uh, it's going to exceed at least or fight I should say with Mercedes and there should be no reason they don't get in the top eight I just I just can't see in a world where they don't they don't get that um it's a pretty competitive car it should be red bull mclaren and then ferrari fighting there for that that third team spot so they could even get into that top six so top eight minus 140 or minus 129 if you parlay leclerc and signs ah an important distinction there so he's saying you can individually parlay the drivers and get better numbers sometimes the books are sneaky like that yeah, yeah. Uh, I just did it quickly in the calculator, but again, my book won't allow me to do it. If you mm-hmm. do have a book that allows you to do it, go for it. I'm paying a little bit of the juice because I will hate myself if they do get in the top eight and I didn't bet it. So I'm going to bet it. Yeah, there's no pit stops and it's a short enough sprint format is so short that there's not enough time for them to screw anything up. So it removes the variable of them fucking up a strategy call. Yes, totally. Yeah. And they need the points, right? Yep. Yep, they do. They do. Yep. Awesome. I like that one. Um, the play that I had was sprint, three-way drivers classified, 18 and 19. I liked it last race um, in Qatar, and I was counting my chips when there was 18 drivers. And Perez tried to go three wide, and all of a sudden there was only like 15 or 16 classified. And we let the books off the hook. I kind I liked my bets last sprint race. But mm-hmm. the, that accident in particular lost me like eight units. And that's the variance we deal with in this sport. Everyone was in pain. <laughs> so I liked the reads. I think we caught some bad luck. And I want to go back to a lot of those. The three-way markets, I'm eyeing the middle on a lot of them. So things like one race leader, two race leader, or three plus. I like two race leaders in uh, either one. Um, I like or the sprint or the uh, either, race. Either of them. Yeah. Like either. I, haven't, I haven't broke down which will happen more. I'd be shocked if there wasn't two race leaders in the actual race. It's just such a long race. Yeah. Um, but then I'm also looking at win race margin, four to eight seconds in the sprint, six to 12 seconds in the actual race. Everybody thinks 12 seconds is a shoe in, but we we're seeing a lift and coast strategy with Max. Um and McLaren isn't that far off anymore. Maybe that's Max nursing the car, but I think it is actually McLaren's drivers figuring it out. So the days of Max steamrolling the crowd, or sorry, yeah, steamrolling the rest of the field, I think are are behind us. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Everyone's taking his margin because they want to find a way to play Max. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't mind 6, 12 seconds. It's it's usually a plus odds. I liked 18 and 19 classified. It was like plus 110, 120 last night, but it's nerfed down to minus 138. Don't love it as much, but it should still hit. You expect one driver to go out, um, maybe two, but probably no more than that. Qatar was a shit show of a track. We're not going to have those issues of sliding around in Austin. Hopefully, (laughs) fingers crossed. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I got, obviously, Hulk over Magnuson. I went on my Hulk ramp before where sports books are holding a grudge against this guy. Drivers like Bottas and um, 
Bottas is probably the greatest example in that tier. He's like minus 300 to beat Joe now. There's other drivers like Alonso and Max that are more like minus 800. Albon's another one in that category. I think Hulk belongs alongside Bottas, but for some reason he isn't there. You can still get him for less than minus 200. So I would take him over over Mag in qualifying if you can find him anywhere close to like minus 150. Like it. I like it. And then you said you you actually like the six to twelve second margin. Yeah, those middle margins, they're nice. They're nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's okay. If it's max, it's gonna be north of six. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. It just feels like you have more outs, honestly. Twelve seconds, you're asking a lot these days with uh I mean there's obviously like the always scary like pit for fastest lap. Uh you could probably hedge by saying max win qualifying, max win race, and max fastest lap if you if you wanted to play this one um or or 12 plus seconds but i just really like wind margin i liked all those middle lines they were sneaky value i think people are going on the long side the other one is qualifying wind margin or fp1 wind margin mm. less than one tenth or longer than uh a quarter of a second to 250 um sometimes right in the middle 0.1 to 0.25 or like q1 q2 where drivers don't do a super super hot one in the top of the field in q1 uh, those middle lines are sneaky. People have just been gassing the the long side of the the three-way, like the one with the most margin or the least margin. And the, the middle ones have been gaining, accumulating value over the course of the season. So don't be afraid to look there. Obviously, we're getting creative as we reach year end. We're not going yes, no safety car. We're, we're looking at actual classified three-way lines and stuff like that just to find stuff that's bettable. Don't be scared of the plus, plus money plays this weekend. Um, Ferrari fastest pit. That's another one. Leclerc had the second fastest pit stop. I don't want to totally steal the show with pit stops, but in Qatar, each 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 driver had to do at least three pit stops. So we got a lot of data on the pit stop yeah. teams and how consistent or inconsistent they are. McLaren had, I think, four of the top five pits, but Leclerc was second and he was the only driver that day. He almost stole that on us. So I would look to him because now McLaren and Red Bull are the favorites in that market. Red Bull hasn't been close on fastest pit for a while. Something going on with them. I like the value on Ferrari. Uh, it's probably going to be McLaren, but it could be Ferrari. And at north of plus 300, it's worth a small play. I like it. I like it. Anything yeah. else you saw? Uh, man, I was just kind of uh, glossing through. Uh, they just added some free practice, uh, some, some free money Friday, maybe. Uh, we can look at some of that. Uh, I know I just saw that one of our tipsters also was liking this, so I may back this, but signs top three Uh you can, might be able to find it at plus 280. Uh, T Man, uh, I should say, was the one that called this one out. He said that the most spots that he's seeing is around 125. Uh, Bovada has it at 225. I, could, I do like that for a top three play. It's a long shot, but um, again, don't expect that to hit. But one that really glared out to me as I was just browsing, um, and maybe it's just because I'm biased and I love Big Cat, but Big Cat Ocon over Daniel Ricardo at minus 130 to hit in the first session. That might be one I actually might want to take on. Um, like you just you just called it out, right? You just said it. Ricardo is is coming back into the car. He hasn't been in the car in a while. Maybe he's not ready. He's still going to be trying to acclimate himself in this first session. We know Esteban Ocon. He's 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 big cat in fp1 so i expect that maybe he's gonna kind of go balls out i'm also being a little biased i think i like backing pain like i told you i like backing <laughs> ferrari because the odds are always there in our favor and we have ferrari 2.0 in the midfield with alpine so this totally. might be a play i will probably take on yeah well said Ocon didn't do the greatest here in qualifying last year so you got to think he wants to push and shake off their us yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Thanks for your time this evening. So excited to meet you in person and yeah, I sleep gonna... one, one and a half more sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you uh, Friday morning. I'll be there Thursday, but yeah, if anyone's out there in Austin, feel free to message us, get into discord, message us on Twitter. I uh, would love to meet you. Awesome. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh, like I say, we'll have content coming all weekend. So be sure to follow along, join the discord. If you want the trackside live Intel from us or lots and lots of good live bets and, you know, last minute, 10 minutes before the race starts type bets. We got 10, 12 cappers in there and a, a growing, thriving community of solid motorsports betters. So uh, F1 money gang is the discord. That's the, the Twitter handle, the discord, all the social handles. We'll have that in the show description notes, of course. Um, besides that, let's make some money this weekend. Capper, see you soon, let's brother. Let's do it. All righty, man. See ya.